How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm Jen Smith, your host, and today we're diving into a subject that I think is intriguing, which is the psychology of clothing, specifically at work. So this will be a two-part series. Today, I'll talk a little bit about the psychology of clothing and get into what to wear for an interview. And then next week, I have an expert joining me in conversation to talk more about the psychology of clothing at work with some interesting statistics and stories. So I hope you enjoy this mini-series. Interestingly enough, one of the most frequently asked questions I get as a career coach is what to wear in an interview. So we're going to answer that question for both in-person and virtual settings. We'll talk a little bit about how the pandemic has shifted things. And there's a twist. I want to explore how what we wear is not just a fashion statement, but a powerful tool that affects how we feel, how others perceive us, and even how we perform at our jobs. So what happens when you pretend to be someone you're not through your clothing? And how does that relate to pursuing your heart-based career path? So grab your coffee or your kombucha and let's jump right in. Starting with the why, the psychology and science of clothing. Have you ever stopped to think about why you dress like you do? Is it just because of a dress code or a fashion trend or comfort? Or is there more to it? Research suggests that clothing is more than just fabric we drape over our bodies to follow societal norms. It actually influences how we feel and act. Psychologists call this phenomenon enclosed cognition, where your clothes can affect your psychological state. So for instance, studies have shown that people dressed in formal business attire feel more authoritative, trustworthy, and competent. On the flip side, casual wear often leads to a relaxed, open, and friendly demeanor. 
And these aren't just feelings, they're perceptions and they can influence how others interact with you. So if you are dressed to the nines, people might be more respectful toward you. If you're dressed down, people might feel more at ease and willing to open up to you. So this got me thinking about the fashion trends before and after the pandemic, which watching the fashion trends throughout the pandemic was so interesting. I read a Forbes article where fashion psychologist Shakela Forbes-Bell explains how office attire is changing after quarantine. So she says that the pandemic has caused a shift in the way people relate to their clothing. So it's less about how does this look and more about how does this make me feel, both psychologically and physically. Side note, isn't the job titled fashion psychologist so cool? I couldn't help but notice that and think that it was such a neat job. So anyways, studies have shown that if you're doing creative work, comfortable clothing aids in thinking, making it easier for people to concentrate, focus, and develop new ideas. So it's understandable that after the pandemic, when everybody was stuck at home wearing comfortable clothing, why people might be slow to get back to their more formal workwear. There's also an interesting take on relaxed clothing from Francesca Gino. She's a Harvard Business School associate professor and author who coined the red sneaker effect which is a term that she coined after studying how wearing red sneakers in a professional setting affected how others viewed a person. So through her work, she found that atypical or non-professional clothing made others think higher of a person. I talked about this in a previous episode about breaking work rules, which I'll add to the show notes. Another interesting example was in the episode with Sarah Young, where we talked about clean energy and intuition. And she talked about feeling like she had to wear a suit when starting her consulting business, although she had never worn a suit at work previously. So there are all these intriguing thoughts and ideas about clothing, how it makes us feel, and how others perceive us. Now, I can't help but mention when you're working on a heart-based career change, finding a company whose culture and style, including what they wear, align with your values and preferences can really boost your career fulfillment and ultimately your performance. When there's a match, you feel comfortable and confident, literally and figuratively, which really enables you to be yourself. The clothing culture can say a lot about a company. For example, formal dress code often indicates a more traditional or corporate atmosphere, while a casual one may signify a more relaxed or creative environment. And if you're someone who thrives in suits and heels, a startup with a jeans and t-shirt policy might feel out of sync for you. Conversely, if you're more productive in a casual environment with casual wear, a strict and formal dress code could really stifle your creativity and enthusiasm. So remember, when the external expression of your attire 
aligns with your internal state, it can lead to increased productivity, better work relationships, and overall fulfillment in your career. Now, this makes me think of the phrase that I've used often to talk about the contrast of when a job is not a fit. So you might have heard me talk about the princess on Wall Street, which was something that someone said to me very early in my career, and I never forgot it. Can you picture Cinderella working at the New York Stock Exchange? Imagine her blue and white gown, her perfectly applied makeup, puffy blonde hairstyle, and overall presence, and contrast that with all the dark and blue pantsuits. It's not a fit. And eventually, she's going to feel really uncomfortable trying to contort herself into that kind of a job. The energy that's burned trying to fit in or pretend is so much greater than when you're working at a place that's a fit for you. So this got me thinking a little bit more about the fairy tale wisdom. So in Cinderella, her glass slipper turned her into someone else, someone she thought she needed to be to find happiness. In contrast with that, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz has her ruby slippers. Her ruby slippers didn't transform her into someone else. They brought her back home to her true self. So isn't it fun how simple shoes in these stories can symbolize life lessons? Okay, so now let's get into dressing for interviews. I get asked what to wear in an interview all the time. And I get it. Interviews can feel like a high stakes environment where every detail matters, including what you're wearing. Your appearance is often what your interviewer will notice first. And it can go a long way in showing them that you're ambitious, professional, and most importantly, a good fit for the organization. So let's talk through some tailored tips on how to dress for an interview. First is understanding the company culture through their dress code. So this is where social media can be very helpful. Many companies maintain profiles on all the social platforms So going and doing a little bit of research, looking for photos that provide insight into the day-to-day office life. So be cautious to look for the office life. A lot of times organizations will post photos from a awards banquet or from a volunteer day. So just know that those are usually anomalies and the dress in those events might might be different than the day-to-day office life. So take a look at the company dress code from those social media images. Is there a conservative dress code? This might mean that you observe employees wearing traditional or more reserved outfits. Are they more fashion forward? So are they wearing unique or edgy styles that reflect their individuality? Or is it just more casual? Are they wearing jeans and t-shirts every day? So just take note of what the company dress code is, and then you want to reflect that in your outfit decision. So avoid overdressing or underdressing. For a casual work environment, if you noticed that relaxed informal clothing, 
you might want to refrain from wearing an overly formal three-piece suit. It will look like you're out of touch with the culture. If there is a corporate setting, dressing too casually can count against you. Typically, more formal wear is expected in such environments. So this might be a button-down shirt with pants or a skirt. When you're interviewing for a trendy company, dressing too corporate might indicate you're not the right fit. So you might go with something more fun, like a stylish top and a belt, for example. For a jeans and t-shirt culture, coming to an interview in a navy suit might suggest you're not in sync with the company's personality. So instead, maybe you opt for something like dark jeans, a simple top, and cute shoes. By aligning your attire with the company's dress code, you're going to demonstrate your awareness and adaptability, which is going to increase your chances of leaving a positive impression. Now, if you're concerned with color, I would suggest choosing neutral colors. So stick to neutrals like gray, black, navy, beige for the main pieces of your outfit. These colors are generally considered professional and versatile. Or maybe you want to add a little splash of color to go with your outfit. So if you do, then think about colors that make you feel good and plan your outfit around that. There's a lot around the psychology of color and how different colors go with different skin tones. And there's a lot you can play around with there. Some people prefer to dress a notch above the role for an interview, which I think this can be a really excellent guideline. So if you're applying for a casual company, aim to dress slightly more formally for the interview, but not extremely formal. So if everyday attire is jeans and a t-shirt, maybe you opt for a collared shirt, pants, or a skirt. Personally, I love accessories, and I think this is a great way to add a little bit of personality and showcase who you are in an interview. So carrying a professional-looking bag or a portfolio can add to your overall image without distraction. Funny side story, I was interviewing for the last company I worked for in corporate, and I'll never forget, I had this Kate Spade tote with me. So it was a dark blue on the outside, and it had a striped pattern on the inside. It was so cute. And one of the women I interviewed with, who was soon to be my new manager, commented on how much she loved it and it became a conversation starter. She even mentioned it when she made me the job offer, which was just so much fun. So you never know. And I think accessories are a really great way to uh, open a conversation and add a splash of personality to your interview attire. The bottom line is you want to do your homework. Always examine the company's website and their social media profiles. This is going to provide a much more comprehensive understanding of the preferred dress code and company culture. So now let's switch gears to virtual interviews. If your interview is virtual, you might want to think about things a little bit differently. So of course, 
There's much more focus on your top half in a virtual setting. That is what is most visible. So you want to make sure your shirt or your blouse or your jacket is appropriate and not distracting. Colors on camera, you have to be more mindful of. So sometimes they can be too vibrant and they may clash with your background or sometimes they're too muted and it makes you look washed out. So a couple of things here is to potentially stick to neutral colors like grays or blues or blacks that look good on screen and that make you feel confident. Also consider the background. So the backdrop can be part of your quote unquote outfit in a virtual interview. So you want to make sure that your background is cleaned up. It's not distracting or use one of those virtual backgrounds. I highly recommend testing the tech. So this might sound odd, but test how your outfit looks on camera beforehand. Hop on Zoom or any platform with one of your friends and just make sure that your pattern of your shirt or the color looks good. Certain style shirts can sometimes create strange visual effects when viewed through a webcam. So you want to make sure you test it. Also, I have to mention lighting matters. Natural light is best, but if that's not possible, ensure your face is well lit without any harsh shadows. This might mean positioning a light behind your camera or using a ring light, but just be careful of the lighting and also pay attention to, if you do have natural light, where the sun is at the time of your interview. So I remember doing interview prep with a beloved community member and we hopped on Zoom at the time of her interview and there were all these strange lines across her face because the sun was coming right through her blinds and it was causing these very strange shadows and it was super distracting. And so she ended up putting a sheet over the window and the lighting was much better but we wouldn't have known that unless we were on Zoom during the time of the interview. And I think it was like four o'clock in the afternoon in the winter time, the sun was setting and it just caused a very harsh distraction. So keep that in mind. It's a really important piece of virtual interviews. And then finally, dress professionally from head to toe. It might be tempting to wear pajama bottoms with a dress shirt, but dressing completely head-to-toe can help really put you in a much more confident and professional mindset. And you never know if you need to stand up during the call, you want to make sure that you're prepared. So there you have it, my friends, a quick guide to dressing for interviews. The key takeaway here is that you want to aim to look and feel professional, confident, and authentic. You want your interviewers to focus on your skills and experience, not be distracted by your clothing, but at the same time, be genuine to yourself. So to wrap up, clothing is a powerful psychological tool. It affects how we see ourselves, how others see us, and how we interact with the world. But it's crucial to remember that while dressing the part can be beneficial, it's equally important to remain genuine to who you are, especially in a heart-based career path. Dressing authentically aligns your internal and external worlds, making you more effective and fulfilled in what you do. So whether you're wearing a tailored suit, a casual t-shirt, 
flip-flops or high heels, make sure that your attire resonates and makes you feel good. Don't be Cinderella who transforms into someone else. Be Dorothy who chooses to bring her closer to home. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found this episode helpful. And if so, please remember to subscribe, share, and leave a review. And don't forget to tune in next week when we continue the conversation with an expert who has studied and written about the psychology of clothing. I'll talk to you next time. 